Randall, thank you so very much. Good morning, everyone. How are you? Good. How are the rest of you? Good. Welcome, welcome. Glad y'all are here. I have my voice back. Um, Woohoo! <coughs> it works. Uh, anyway, I can tell this is gonna. This is already unfolding as one of those worship services where um, <laughs> everything you had planned is just. It's just we're gonna. I'm gonna have to let go of any level of control. <laughs> this worship service and it's just going to unfold the way it's going to unfold and it might be a little messy and that is okay. Um, Another round of applause for Randall Johnson. That was an original an original composition that he wrote called Sonata um, Opus 2. It was the second movement and as I shared, he wrote that. Amazing. Thank you. Um, This morning we are celebrating um, many of the graduating seniors from Green Spring uh, International Music Academy. Many of them have been playing for us and sharing music with us um, since y'all have arrived. And I'm sure, I'm looking over at Linnell, I'm sure it's absolutely bittersweet to know that your little robins are leaving the nest. Um, So we will get to hear wonderful music from them uh, throughout the service, and we welcome their families, and we are just grateful that you all are here um, to share music. And so uh, more about that in a little bit. Uh, Judy Frost from Week of Compassion was here with us this morning. Uh, She will also be here to share our offering moment. So uh, please... uh, open your ears uh, to, to that message for our offering today. And we thank you for being with us in worship and for sharing about the work of Week of Compassion uh, during our education hour. So if you have any uh, questions about Week of Compassion, I invite you to go speak with uh, Judy after the service. So um, <clears throat> a couple other announcements. I apologize. Your bulletin is chocked full of so many things happening in May. All right. So just... Look at that. Um, More information to come in the newsletter in the next couple of days. Also want to celebrate that on Friday, Faith, Family, and Friends gathered. We had a joint potluck with um, Greenspring, which was a lot of fun. And some people stayed after to work on a little pollinator garden um, outside uh, in the the children's area. So thank you, Jess, to helping lead that. Um, It will... It'll, it's really exciting because it, um, there's some pots, those are all fairly native plants to Virginia, and then we've planted some other things, and so just keep an eye on it because things should be growing and popping up, and it'll be exciting. So thank you so much, Jess, for leading that. Um, also got uh, news from uh, Olivet that we are in need of help on Saturdays for telecare. So telecare is a Um, One of the ministries here at 7th Street where we call on people in the community that might um, uh, be living alone uh, or or isolated a bit and just needing um, an extra call and and contact 
from the outside world. And so those individuals are called on daily by telecare volunteers. And we are in need of some people to step up and help with those phone calls. If you are interested in doing that, if that may appeal to you in that ministry, it takes uh, on a particular day anywhere from 45 minutes to an hour of time. And you can just sign up for a particular day and help out. But you can go see Miss Olivet after worship um, if you want to get more information. Or you can talk to me if you think you can help with that. So... Um, that is enough. So with that, let's have our gathering song. What are we singing today? Alleluia. A lot of alleluias. All right. <laughs> young and young at heart to come forward and to join me. Um, I invite you to grab a musical instrument if you so choose. And for those of you who are unfamiliar with the song, Allelu, 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 it is quite simple. So let me demonstrate the words. Will you repeat after me? Allelu, 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 Alleluia. Praise ye the Lord. Those are all the words. <laughs> for real, that, those are all the words, okay? So the first time through, we go, Alleluia, 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 praise ye the Lord. Alleluia, 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 praise ye the Lord. And then it reverses a little bit, and it goes, praise ye the Lord. Alleluia, praise ye the Lord. Alleluia, praise ye the Lord. Alleluia, praise ye the Lord. But if you remember, once one other time we did this song, there are also motions that go with it. So we, when we sing the Alleluia, we go, Alleluia, 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 praise ye the Lord. So when we do those, praise ye the Lord is really when we want to shake our instruments or play our instruments. Okay? So I invite those who are able to stand and to join in song. You will get the hang of it if you do not know the song already. Do I have a starting note? Alleluia. Okay. Ready? Alleluia, 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 praise ye the Lord. Alleluia, 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 praise ye the Lord. Stay up. Praise ye the Lord, Alleluia, praise ye the Lord, Alleluia, praise ye the Lord, Alleluia, praise ye the Lord. So now that you are feeling more comfortable with it, we will do it through one more time. And really, I want you to sing out nice and loud now that you've had practice. Are you ready? Okay. Alleluia, 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 praise ye the Lord. Alleluia, 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 praise ye the Lord. Stay up, praise ye the Lord. Alleluia, praise ye the Lord. Alleluia, praise ye the Lord. Alleluia, praise ye the Lord. Amen.
Now that you've all sat back down, we can invite you to stand back up and join us in the call to worship that's printed in the bulletin. Your words are the bold words. God's strong and loving hands are outstretched, outstretched to all creation. Let the world stretch forth and grasp God's hands with joy. God's open hands are as the gate of righteousness. Let us enter into God's abundant life and give thanks. In God's hands are new life, strength, and salvation. Let us be thankful and sing to our God with gladness.
confident in God's resurrection love, we dare to confess to one another and before God our sins. Please join me in the prayer of confession that's printed in your bulletin. Let us pray. God of hope and healing, we confess to you that we have hidden wounds, scars that run deep. We confess that we do not know the pain of those around us. We have become good liars, telling others we are fine when we are not. We have accepted the false witness from others that everything is okay when it is not. Call us to be deep listeners. Help us to understand when others are experiencing trauma, how to be present, how we might best listen. Help us in our journey of healing to recognize our pain and trauma, to seek help when needed, to know that though we may be broken, we can experience healing and wholeness. Great physician, help us to heal each other through the love of Christ who was broken because of us and who lives again with his scars. It is in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Friends, we believe in the risen Christ who comes to us with scars. We believe in the risen Christ who was beaten and killed by the world. We believe in the risen Christ who comes to all and says, peace be with you. We believe in the risen Christ who embodies healing and hope. There is life. There is hope. Love is eternal. Friends, hear and believe the good news. Know that you are beloved of God. And no matter what you have been through, Christ loves you, accepts you. And in Christ, there is the hope of healing and the promise of eternal life. Amen. Friends, at peace with God, let us also exchange peace with one another. The peace of Christ be with you.
the Green Spring um, students that are here, the graduating seniors, to come forward. If you're around, let's see, one, there should be at least four of you. There we are, all right. <laughs> Five, what happened to Alex? Um, she went to get water. Oh, she, there she is. Okay, great. <laughs> you're okay. Take your time, you're fine. You're fine. Oh my gosh, all right. So this is like just five of the 10 graduating seniors this year from Greenspring. And so they're all, not all of them, many, most of the four of them are sharing music today. Your gifts, y'all all have a beautiful little stand light to take with you to do your musical adventures. Amazon Prime did not deliver it on time, but those are coming for y'all. <laughs> Thank you. So a gift from the church. May it light your way into the world, into your next adventure. But all right, I just want to make sure I have where y'all are going. Okay. One, Allison, who just, all right. You're singing in a little bit, and you are singing Art is Calling for Me. And you, are you going to Christopher Newport? Is that where your next adventure is? Yes. Awesome. All right. And Lily, um, I have that you're going to Virginia Tech. Yes. Is that, where, are you going to major in? Statistics. Oh, statistics. Yes. Awesome. Very nice. <laughs> what are you, what are you going to study? I'm studying vocal performance. Nice. Nice. Okay. And Sam, I've got... No, you were just, did you just get in somewhere else? Manhattan. Okay, so, and, wow. So Sam's going to be playing for a steering communion. Um, and so he's going to the, is that like Manhattan Conservatory? Yeah, Manhattan School of Music. The Manhattan School of Music. For oboe performance. Are you playing oboe or are you going to play piano today? You're going to play piano. Oh, man. <laughs> There's so many instruments to choose from. <laughs> I mean. Um, and then Randall. Um, you've already shared an original composition with us this morning, and you're going to go to Shenandoah Conservatory. Nice. Congratulations. And then Miss Emma, um, who will be singing the Queen of the Night later. Okay, for, I cannot wait. <laughs> More on that to come. Uh, you're going to the Cleveland Institute of Music. Yes. All right. Well, we wish you, we send our prayers and our gratitude um, with y'all on your new adventures as you complete high school because you still probably have a couple more weeks left and I hope you have a wonderful fun summer but we send our love and our gratitude um, and our well wishes with y'all in your new adventures and we hope that you will come back and visit us and continue to share in music um, with us so thank you all and let us just thank you Woo! I mean feel like a proud mom like some of y'all I've come to know really well because y'all y'all may don't realize this I mean just beside some of them come for ensemble um, rehearsal or maybe just a lesson but some of them are here like from one o'clock in the afternoon on um, and <laughs> so I've come to know many of them very well and um, Emma and Randall so it's bittersweet but thank you again and look forward to hearing more of your music throughout the service and thank you to your families for making the effort to you know also be here with us today so thank you all so very much and our first scripture reading this morning comes from the Hebrew Bible 
from Psalm 118, verses 14 through 29, which you can find on page 565 in your pew Bible. Hear these words from the psalmist. The Lord is my strength and my might and has become my salvation. There are glad songs of victory in the tents of the righteous. The right hand of the Lord does valiantly, valiantly. The right hand of the Lord is exalted. The right hand of the Lord does valiantly. I shall not die, but I shall live and recount the deeds of the Lord. The Lord has punished me severely, but did not give me over to death. Open to me the gates of righteousness that I may enter through them and give thanks to the Lord. This is the gate of the Lord. The righteous shall enter through it. I thank you that you have answered me and have become my salvation, the stone that the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. This is the Lord's doing. It is marvelous in our eyes. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Save us, we beseech you, O Lord. O Lord, we beseech you, give us success. Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. We bless you. From the house of the Lord. The Lord is God and has given us light. Bind the festal procession with branches up to the horns of the altar. You are my God. I will give thanks to you. You are my God. I will extol you. Oh, give thanks to the Lord. For the Lord is good. For God's steadfast love endures forever. Friends, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our second scripture reading is from the Gospel of John, not 1 John, as the page number would have you believe, but the Gospel of John, chapter 20, verses 19 through 31, and it can actually be found on page 115 of your pew Bible. I invite you to read along or to actively listen. When it was evening on that day, the first day of the week, and the doors of the house where the disciples had met were locked for fear of the Jews. And Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. 
Then the disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. And Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. When he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven. And if you retain the sins of any, they are retained. But Thomas, who is called the twin, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord! But Thomas said to them, Unless I see the mark of the nails in his hands and put my finger in the mark of the nails and my hand in his side, I will not believe. A week later, his disciples were again in the house. And Thomas was with them. And although the doors were shut, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then Jesus said to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands. Reach out your hand and put it in my side. Do not doubt, but believe. And Thomas answered him, My Lord, and my God. And Jesus said to him, Have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have come to believe. The word of the Lord. is not one that beats around the bush. He calls it like he sees it. He speaks honestly and directly. He doesn't just always see the elephant in the room. He sees it and points it out to everybody else. Of course, everyone sees it too, but they aren't going to say anything. Thomas is that guy. The guy that says exactly what's on his mind. Take, for instance, that time when they sat down with Jesus for a meal and Jesus was going on about leaving to prepare a place for them and coming back to get them and that the disciples knew where Jesus was going. And Thomas didn't Hold back. Thomas blurts out, no, Jesus, we don't know where you are going. How can we know the way? Do y'all ever remember back in high school or maybe college, and the teacher was going on and on, and you were supposed to know what they were talking about, but you don't? Y'all remember that? Ever been in a meeting, perhaps? 
and you're too afraid to raise your hand and ask the question because you're supposed to know what the professor's talking about. And you're wondering if you missed some notes somewhere, if you forgot to do a reading, you're kind of frantic, and you're, y'all relate to this with me? Okay. And you're hoping and praying someone will raise their hand and ask, what in the world are you talking about? It's sure not going to be you, but you're hoping that someone else is going to do it. And you're right, it's okay, because it's not going to be you, but it would be Thomas. Thanks to Thomas, you may just figure out what's going on in class. And maybe you'll even make an A. Of course, Jesus' response to Thomas when he's gathering with them at that last meal is, is just as cryptic. I am the way and the truth and the light. And Thomas doesn't respond. He just left it at that. But I can't imagine he's satisfied with Jesus' response as he perhaps thinks to himself, no, Jesus, you're not the way, you're a man. And, and why do you insist on always talking in those riddles? Then over the next few days, everything that Jesus mentioned at dinner happened. Jesus was dead, just as he said, and that much Thomas knew was true. He was there, and he saw it, and no doubt about that. And then the thing that nobody had ever been quite able to believe would happen, happened too. And Thomas wasn't there at the time. Who knows where he was? And the disciples had locked themselves away out of fear and out of paranoia. Their leader had just been killed by the state. Now there had been sightings of him that he's alive. Is he back? Are they going to try to kill him again? Are they going to try to kill us? There's a real sense of panic. So they've locked themselves away. Then out of nowhere, Jesus stood among them and greeted them with a shalom. Not a transparent ghost or a figment of their imagination. There was too much fear to imagine much about anybody else. And Jesus showed them his hands and his sides, and he breathed on them the Holy Spirit, and he spoke of forgiveness, and then he departed. And upon Thomas's return, wherever he had been, getting coffee, a walk in the park, clearly not in fear for his life like the others. The disciples shared what had happened. We have seen Jesus. And Thomas's reaction is perhaps what you would expect. Ha! An idle tale, perhaps? Fake news? And he said, unless... I see the mark of the nails myself. I will not believe. A week later, Thomas gets his wish. 
like before the doors were shut and Jesus stood amongst the disciples and this time Thomas was there and like Thomas Jesus cut to the chase saying just put your finger here and see my hands reach out your hand and put it in my side don't doubt but believe and speechless and shocked the only thing Thomas can mutter is a profession. My Lord and my God. What else do you say against evidence like that? Then Jesus asked a question of his own. Have you believed because you have seen me? Then adding to all those who will come after Thomas. Blessed are those who have not seen, yet believe. Thanks to our friendly translators and editors, we know this Bible story by a specific name. What? Doubting Thomas. Thomas gets a bad reputation for this encounter. Unfortunate given what I think is quite a demonstration of courage and strength. It may be a greater blessing for those who believe without seeing, but it's hard to imagine that there isn't a believer who wouldn't trade places with Thomas given the chance to see face or to hear, or to touch the hands of Christ. And after all, Thomas is only asking for what so many others already had the chance to experience. He's appeared to Mary Magdalene and all those other women in the Gospels, and he's appeared to the rest of the disciples. Why can't Thomas have his chance? And there are some people that are lucky or blessed enough to have a vision of God that changes their life. Beyond just seeing Jesus' face in a piece of toast or water mirage or most recently in the flames of Notre Dame as it burned, some experience beyond a dream that tells us without a shadow of a doubt what direction to go in, confident that God is with them. I know that some of you have had those sorts of experiences and visions, and thanks be to God for those who have had that. And when we do, we're often a bit shy in talking about them. But many of us may never be blessed with that direct look into the face of God. And yet we stumble along towards believing anyway. However, our relationship to Jesus and the development of our faith comes to be. Whether it is messy, or doubting, or seeing, it is the relationship that is of importance. 
Jesus' appearance is not one of judgment when he comes and meets those disciples. It is not one of judgment, but one of reconciliation. Jesus speaks words of peace. Peace be with you. A phrase that would have stirred the disciples' memories of previous conversations and promises of the Holy Spirit. They would have remembered. They would have remembered Jesus saying, The Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything and remind you of all that I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled. And do not, do not let them be afraid. And here it is. Jesus. His peace. And the Holy Spirit. To send them out. To remind them what it is, even in their fear and their doubt and their concerns for safety, of what they are supposed to do. Here, Jesus reminds them that as a community that is reconciled to themselves and to Christ, their future is not defined by their past. And they are encouraged to go. unlock those doors to step outside to go and finish the work that Jesus called them to do. So whoever you are and however you have come this day and wherever you may be on the spectrum of faith and doubt through the testimonies of the saints. We can be certain that God, through the risen Lord and Holy Spirit, is indeed present with us in our lives. Meeting us like he met Thomas, just as Thomas needed. So let us unlock the doors. Unlock the doors of the church. Unlock the doors of your hearts. And let the risen Lord in. So that today, faith and doubts and all, you can still hear Jesus say, Peace be with you. Amen. <coughs> I invite us to stand as we are able, responding with our voices and our hymn of commitment that Easter day when joy was bright. We will sing verses 1, 2, and 4. Stand if you are able.
You may be seated. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Holy One, in the singing of sacred music and hearing your word, we are reminded of your abiding presence always with us as you are with us here today. Together we lift our voices because we know you are a loving God, a God who meets us where we are, for who we are as individuals and as a congregation gathered here. Though there is painful silence in the world today, as violence greets us on the television screen, of more news stories of people who have been injured in their houses of worship. We see the pain of injustice and oppression are, every, are ever present. And you call us to give voice to the hurt in our world. It can be hard, Holy One, hard to know just what to say, but in music, in song, you remind us that all we must do is to speak of your love and to sing of your justice, to join our voices together as the church. For those who lament, Holy One, we sing. And for those who celebrate loving God, we sing. And for our church and what you call us to do, we sing. We sing when we know nothing else to do. And we sing when we don't know what to say. And we sing having faith that our praises to you will uncover your calling and we will move. We sing because you are a good and righteous God. We sing to feel closer to you. We sing remembering that you have never left our side. Amen. The bulletin tells us that at this point in the service, we have the invitation to offer something to God. We're asked to consider what it is that we can offer. 
I was glad to be here a couple weeks ago and listen to the children's message where all kinds of offerings were recognized. An offering is not limited to what can be put into the plate, but offerings of prayer and time, talents, skilled and unskilled are all valuable gifts that can help build God's kingdom here on earth. Seventh Street Christian Church is a generous Christian family. As an occasional visitor, it is clear to me that you are strongly committed to ministries within your community and all around the world. And when I clicked on the outreach link on your website, I was amazed at the wide range of ministries that you support. You support the homeless and the hungry, the veterans, the schools, orphans in Uganda, and so many others through the Cawthorn Foundation, and you support the Week of Compassion. And as a board member on, and on behalf of our executive director, Reverend uh, Vi Nguyen, I want to thank you for your gifts and your support. Vi and the associate directors, Reverend Caroline Hamilton Arnold and Reverend Aaron Wallen, work closely with our partners who are present in those places where help is needed. I've been able to visit some of those places where those gifts are at work. And just traveling through the rural communities in developing countries or areas devastated by natural disasters can be challenging. But it is the challenge of visiting their reality, knowing that you will be returning to your own reality of safety and comfort that can be the most difficult. The suffering and despair of God's people can be overwhelming. It is painful to see the devastation in Mozambique after not just one, but two cyclones have destroyed lives and homes and crops. To see a severely impoverished Muslim community in China suffering from HIV AIDS because they sold their blood that was collected by contaminated needles. To visit the killing fields in Cambodia and then see people struggle to establish some sense of community in their villages. To cross a muddy stream in Liberia and know that that is their source of drinking water. To hear the deep sorrow of the indigenous people in Guatemala as they uncover and document the mass graves of the families in their villages. We don't actually need to visit these places to know their sorrow. We watch the news, read publications, follow leads on the internet, and are burdened with the reality of the suffering of God's children. The weight of that suffering can be unbearable, and it can be tempting to turn away and say, I can't hold anymore. I can't hold any more suffering and sorrow. On my trip in February to Guatemala, I learned of a Mayan belief that there is a fixed amount of suffering and sorrow in the world. But if that sorrow is shared, the burden is diminished. Perhaps that is true. When I share personal sorrows or, or global and emotional sorrows with God or with a compassionate friend, I know that the cup of sorrows is no longer mine alone. It's no longer as full and perhaps it's diminished. It is not just the impact of sorrows that makes these visits powerful. It is also the amazing power of thankfulness. I wish I was a better student and could share those thanks in all the different languages that I have heard over and over again. I have heard, thank you for coming to see us. That's the message that is consistent and constant. 
Thank you for helping us rebuild our homes, for providing training for our women and youth, for supporting our community center, for encouraging advocacy, for helping us dig a well. Thank you for caring about us. I hope you hear that. The cup of thankfulness is overflowing. But this cup of sorrow, what can one do with this overflowing cup of sorrow? Money alone cannot empty that cup. We do not have the power to control the weather or the conflicts that are the cause of great sorrow. No cup is large enough to hold it. So will you take a portion of the sorrow of the 66 million refugees and displaced people on earth? Perhaps you can take it with you to the Komoti Foundation or the International Rescue Committee here in Richmond and support their efforts on behalf of refugees. Absorb the thanks that you hear and return it and share it. Take this cup of sorrows from those homes who have been destroyed by storms or floods or fires in California, in Mozambique, in North Dakota. Carry that cup with you to rebuild together in Richmond or Habitat for Humanity. Hear their thanks and return and enjoy it. Take this cup of sorrow of those who are hungry in Sudan, in Honduras, in Myanmar, and take it with you to the local food pantry, to Meals on Wheels, the Veterans Supper, and receive their thanks and share it. Hold the cup of sorrow of those who have experienced trauma, abuse, violent conflict. Cradle that cup gently as you find a way to support Safe Harbor or Axe here in Richmond. Feel the gratefulness of those you may never meet. If sorrow can diminish, does gratefulness and thanksgiving increase when it's shared? I think it does. That is a message that you can hear from your own church, your community, the partners at the Cawthorn Foundation, the church with a capital C, and from the Week of Compassion. Listen and hear the thanks. Absorb the gratefulness of people you will never meet, of the future generations that will benefit from what you have to offer. Tenderly cradle that cup of sorrow as you hear the words of Paul. You will be enriched in every way to be generous in every way, which through us will produce thanksgiving to God. For the ministry of this service is not only supplying the needs of the saints, but is also overflowing in many thanksgivings to God. At this time of offering, consider what it is that you can offer thankfully to God.
Dear God, we ask gifts that we offer today. Give us the strength and courage to use what we have been given to honor you. Help us to gently hold this cup of sorrows and examine it to discover our role in healing your broken world. Increase our thankfulness for what we have been given to share. We are grateful for the assurance that there is thanksgiving for a prayer, a penny, a pot of soup, a pen pal, and a pat on the back. Amen. Well done. <laughs> I have this image from our gospel text this morning that those disciples that had locked themselves in the room were actually sitting around a table. I imagine them just sitting there, staring down at the table, maybe staring across at each other. They are at the table when Jesus appears past the locked door to stand among them. Perhaps they're at the table because that is where they feel most comfortable or because it's practical to have a place to sit, to rest your arms, or because it's the place of community. The last place they hung out with Jesus, maybe. I wonder if when they take their meals around that table, locked away, hidden for their life, if it conjured up memories, do this in remembrance of me. So we come to this table like those before us, with our questions and our fears and our doubts, and yes, our faith, where the Christ appears to us in bread and wine, reminding us of what we are called to do once we depart from this table. Let us join our voices with our, for our communion hymn found on page 254.
gather around the table, we remember the story that on the night Jesus was betrayed, he took bread and blessed it and broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, this bread is like my body, broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And likewise, after supper, Jesus took the cup and blessed it and gave it to them and said, the wine in this cup is like the blood in my veins poured out to give you new life. Do this in remembrance of me. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you once again for bringing us together at your table. We are blessed to be in each other's presence, and please bless this, bless this bread and allow it to nourish us both spiritually and physically. We thank you for the gift of your Son, Jesus. Amen. Holy One, our Lord and our God, you are not an elusive, ethereal God who eludes us. No, you are an embodied, enfleshed God who greets us holes and hands and offers us peace. You are a God who reminds us in this cup, at this table, and in the community gathered here that you are indeed alive. Bless this cup, the symbol of your love, that our bodies may in turn love this world. Amen.
Let us pray. By the power of your spirit, O God, imbue us with the power of the risen Christ's wounded hands. May that power make us one in you. And may the unity cause us to love as mightily as you. And may your love move us to use our hands as you do, to do works of care and justice for your beloved earth and all of its people, works that heal and free and plant and hug and write and sing and play and show and speak and grow. Give us grace and strength for an abundant life as we move beyond this table and beyond the doors of this church. We pray this in the name of the one who taught us, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. And give us this day our daily bread, as we our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. and sing our closing hymn, When in our music God is glorified, we will sing verses 1, 2, and 5. Let us join our voices and sing. Yeah. 